Collective Soul Podcast. I am Jen. This thing sitting next to me over here, a hot thing that is, <laughs> is Jen. We are talking about... We are actually on book three now. We are on book three. And what's book three called? <laughs> a Court of Wind... I can't even say A Court, a court, a court of, of Wings wing... and Ruin. Wings and Ruin. First few chapters were quite interesting. Well, the first chapter is from Reese's point of view. Yes. He opens it going back 500 years in the past, mm -hmm. talking about the war between um, the Fae and the humans, um, and how the human, the war that freed the humans and, and the wall was put up. Mm -hmm. um, and there were Fae that were fighting with the humans on their side. Mm-hmm. And it was his experience. Of what he went through. And it was basically just like after a battle. And he was trying to look for Cassian and Asriel. And he thought maybe their bodies were there. His brothers, yeah. Yeah. It was sad what mm -hmm. he was portraying. Yeah. You know, as he came upon the wings of other soldiers that were part of his... The Illyrian... Yeah, the Illyrian legions, soldiers. Yeah. You know... I mean, I could feel how he would hold his breath until he saw the face of who it was, mm -hmm. whether or not, he, you know, it's a sigh of relief or, mm -hmm. oh, oh God, you know, and that it, it was, yeah, that, that was a sad, it was sad. And it was definitely different because... You know, you're not expecting the book to open with his point of view. You, we did get a little bit of his point of view at the end of book uh, two. Mm -hmm. When, you know, you find out about when she's a high, the High Lady of the Night Court. Right. Um, and I think this particular section is in the book because this book has a lot to do with the war coming up. Mm. It's like the history is repeating itself kind of thing. Well, And history does repeat itself. Yeah. That's because people don't pay attention to certain things and they don't break the cycle and if you don't break the cycle you will continue to repeat mm -hmm. and where does that leave you it leaves you like a gerbil or a hamster on a wheel that just keeps going around and around and around and you go nowhere mm -hmm. you gain nothing you think you are but you gain nothing right so so, after that, Feyre is now in the spring court. Yeah. <laughs> which I know you were not happy to read about. No. Because you're not a big fan of Tamlin. And no. Neither am I. Because he's a pig. And, uh, she has a big plan that she's putting into motion. Yeah. She can't kill Tamlin outright because he is a high lord and there is a war coming up and they're, they're trying to, you know get people to at least fight on their side so she basically does this stuff to basically make the discredit make the, him discredit him make this make the spring court fall right um she 
tries to get Tamlin to not trust Lucian. Right. Um, she earns the respect of his sentries or his guards mm-hmm. and the people. Mm-hmm. She allows them to see his aggression. That's why she doesn't shield herself. Right. But again, back to that, when they are in, you know, when you start off and she's talks about how she feels good to be back and everything. She's playing right. her part. Mm-hmm. Lucian's still not like, oh, no. like, what are you talking about? There's, you know, he's, he's got it in his head, internally thinking he's going, you're just not right. Something about you's off. But to know that there's a point in the, these first few chapters where she's now in a room across from Lucian. Mm-hmm. Instead of in, in her old room. But you know why she's because not Because Tamlin shred the old room right. all to hell. Yeah. Her clothes, everything. And when she opened up the door to see what that room... I mean, she must have been devastated in a way. Because had she been there, she probably would have died. Mm-hmm. You know? She wouldn't have known how to fight for herself. She wouldn't have known how to take a hit. She wouldn't have known how to use her magic to protect her more than what she was doing just on natural instinct in the mm-hmm. beginning with him in the first uh, book or the first or in t- book two. Um, but like her clothes were shred. Her dresser was all blown up. Her bed was all blown up. The room was had thorns and stuff all over. It became a bitter Mm -hmm. part. I mean, this is a a home inside of a building, and yet the earth felt it needed to encumber it because... Well, it's probably Tamlin's magic, right, to the spring court. Right. Maybe it's creating this overgrowth. Right. Yeah. And I I was sad about that. What what I did like, though, is when... um, the young lady, Alice, Alice, um, was happy to see her, uh, was honored to still be around her. Um, the way she spoke to her. She knew though too. Yeah. Even if she's summer court, she's from the summer court. Right. But she could, I mean, just the conversations they would have. Right. She, you know, Feyre never admitted anything, but she would basically kind of hint that. She she knew that things didn't add up either. Like she mentions, right? You know, she was there when Moore took her, right? And she was completely willing and say she felt safe and right. Um, she looks better now than she did before. Like things are just not adding up. Right, right, right. And um, and here you know she also lets Fera Fera no God I'm never gonna get Fera yeah know <laughs> that she's gonna leave. And she's going to take her nephews, and they are going to go back to Summer Court, where they're from. Mm-hmm. Um, and that she would always, and she goes, like, don't let your king know that, Yeah, you, you know, because there's a ruby out with my name, a blood ruby out mm-hmm. with my name on it. <laughs> and she goes, well, you will still have one friend in the Summer Court, you know. Yeah. So... People saw 
everyone saw what she went through with Tamlin. Mm -hmm. Everyone knew what she did for them. Mm -hmm. And they saw the crap he put her through. And they saw how she was kind to them. And they felt that kindness. And to hear the guards say that, you know, thank you for, you know, taking care of my wounds. Because that one dude got 25 lashes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how can you say that you would much rather strike your guard 25 lashes when he's being completely honest mm -hmm. about who stole your keys even when the female herself admitted That she took them or didn't make no. a big difference. Wait a minute. She didn't, she admit, didn't admit them. But everybody knew, knew that she did. Right. But Pharaoh was trying uh, was trying to get across that, you know, it wasn't right and everything. But, uh, but you do it anyway. You do. You And I know he had to be struggling with the fact, I, you know, a part of me wants to believe him. But because he's trying not to ruin... This so-called masterpiece or whatever it is that he has in his head mm -hmm. because of Highburn, he got his girl back and here he has this woman and they're trying to keep peace. He doesn't want to listen to anyone else because he's a narcissistic son of a bitch. Um... You know, he's right, everyone else is wrong, even though the facts are there proving that he's wrong and everybody else is right, he does what he wants. He strikes his person, hurts this person, and the woman he claims to love goes and tends to this person because she feels absolutely mm -hmm. horrible for him and everyone else. And it plays into to her plan. Like, Ianthe does a lot of these things that Feyre uses to discredit Tamlin. Right. Um, she, that, none of that would have happened, but Feyre went into the, the soldier's mind, or the sentry's mind, right. to get him to admit right. that, to he, that he didn't do it, right? Because right. otherwise he probably wouldn't have said anything. Right, right. Um, and then there's the scene where you know, her and Tamlin have the fight. Yeah. And she doesn't shield herself she on does purpose not because she wants everyone to see how scars. violent he is. Yes. And that says a lot for her character. She is willing and and being a victim of of abuse from a narcissist. For a woman to be willing to take the abuse just to protect the others, to show others this is exactly what happens. This is what I had to do with. This is what I have to go through. This is what you have to deal with and go through. You need to wake up. You need to realize this is not what we need. Mm -hmm. This is wrong. Mm -hmm. And have that courage to do that and that strength. 
to do that it is phenomenal. And then mm. the stunt she pulls at the party. <laughs> that, I was like, when I'm listening to it, I had my eyes closed because I'm trying to imagine all of this stuff and then she's talking about it and then she ne never noticed that I moved her seat three down. She moved she like the, the there's plate, the, name, place or whatever it there's is. There's like a, like a thing, well, okay, we're talking about the summer solstice, right? right? the summer solstice. And Ianthe is doing a ritual and Ianthe is, you know, I'm probably almost as more narcissistic than Tamlin. Uh, yeah. She always wants to be the center of attention and she planned the ritual out mm -hmm. so that when the sun rises in the morning, it's going to shine in a specific spot. Right. And she has a little indicator of where it's going to shine through. Right. So that Ianthe can stand there so it's going to light her up when the sun comes through. Right. She gets Feyre involved with the rituals, so they're, like, talking about it together. So right. Feyre knows what's going on, and so while she's doing the ritual, she moves, moves the, the thing over. The signifier And she makes sure three. that she is, like, in line, in line with it. Yes. And that is freaking hilarious. And then she uses her power to magnify the magnify light. Magnify the light that she yeah. gets hit with. Because, you know, and she probably thought of Reese at that time, too, to go ahead, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah, sexy time with my husband. <laughs> he, I'm all a beam. <laughs> because we know that's when she turns it on. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. But everybody is in awe of her at that moment. Right. They think they she's, think she's blessed. blessed. Yeah. And that, you know, even though she still has bruises visible and that, you know, she's been through a lot and she died to protect them and, you know, she was brought back to life, but, you know, she's been mistreated. She's supposedly been kidnapped and, you know, whatever Tamlin fed them, you know, but here she stands before them, you know, their lady of spring because that's what they thought they were getting back be because they don't know any different. Mm -hmm. Um, she's blessed. She's, she's holy. She's, she's gonna, she's their savior. Right. Right. And in turns, what she does after that moment and takes, you know, everything else and turns everyone pretty much against him is somewhat being their savior because now their eyes are open. Mm -hmm. They do not have a high Lord that has their best interest. Yeah. And that's, that's the truth. That's the truth. I mean, regardless of how you feel about what she's doing, I mean, I mean, the truth is, is that he's never had their best interests. No. I mean, I understand that he thinks he loves Feyre, and that's a debate that, you know, we could have for years. Right. But the fact that he's willing to give up his entire court just to get somebody back, regardless of whether they wanted to come back or not, right. that's completely not relevant. Right. Um, he's supposed to be the high lord of, of the court, and you're, that's supposed to be your priority. You, he sacrificed his entire court to Highburn just to get her back. And she didn't want to come back. Right. So he forced her to come back on top of that. Right. So it's just, he, does, he doesn't have their best interests at heart. No. He never has. 
to me, he, well, narcissists are selfish. Right. Um, I think the reason why he wanted her wasn't because he was in love with her. Power. It was power. The power yeah. he could hold over her, but also the power that there is the high possibility, which I noticed that she never brought this thought process of his mm -hmm. out. Well, not saying that he had this thought because it wasn't written. Right. But I felt like that it was unspoken that because Reese made it sound like you need to let her go back home or something in book two because, or book, was it book one? Because, you know, her, was it two? I'm so confused I right think, now. I think it's two what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because, um, you know, somebody could be after her, da 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 And, but just knowing that, Someone could be after them, and if he thinks he could obtain, if she has any gifts, he can obtain them for himself. But it was never brought right in his mind. It you know it was never narrated that way. It was never spoken as it coming from him. It was always coming from someone else. But that, because the way this is written, how well this is written, it wouldn't surprised me because of his behavioral patterns mm -hmm. that that's what and, and I picked that up I picked that up immediately he does not want to share her with anyone else in case she did now he knows but in case she did have powers that he could use to also control others I think you're right and I think there are a lot of people in the fandom that also agree with you it's a very narcissistic behavior yeah. It the they don't narcissists never want people to be above them. No. So they don't believe in equality and he knew and you'll find this out even in the book that we're reading. He knew she's had these powers. Just like Reese knew. Oh, see, I did not know yeah, that. Well, you, but, but see, I picked I picked up on that. Um, he just didn't want her to learn how to use them. Well, that mother. But again, that's very narcissistic behavior. Yes. He doesn't He's not going to want her to be better than him. No. To surpass him. Right. Right? He right. wants her to be submissive and to follow what he says and to just be a little housewife or whatever. <laughs> whatever the equivalent is of that in, you know, in this world. He doesn't want her to learn how to use her powers and because she would be technically more powerful than him. Right. She has all the powers of all the right. high lords. Right. So, yeah, he know, he knew the whole time. I'm not saying that he knew to what extent, obviously, because he never actually saw her do it. Right, right. But he knew that she had those powers. Right. I'm pretty sure he picked up that she had a few of those powers when she showed himself the very oh, yeah. first time that he... What, was it his office that they were in and he... Mm -hmm. Destroyed everything. I mean, he, a lot of the things that he does is you're kind of going, he can't be that blind, right? Because a lot of, I mean, all the other characters in the spring court that are around her mm -hmm. are all seeing what he doesn't see. Right. Right. It's like he's putting on some sort of a blinder to like right. what's going on. Right. And it's like the argument, I guess, is, is like, is he really that stupid or is this just, I'm sorry, but he's just a narcissist and he's just 
basically saying, well, she's mine and I don't care and I'm going to ignore all this stuff. I hate to say this, but I, I've talked to many people because I've seen some narcissists who think that they're better than everyone, who think that they can manipulate and torture. And I've watched them lose their control over... And it isn't pretty when no. they lose their own control because they've lost control over someone else. They actually become very vindictive and very mm -hmm. hurtful and very um, physical. Mm -hmm. um, they're not as bright as they think they are. No. And they're not as bright as even some psychologists tend them to be, um, which I was actually shocked about. They're, they, they like to, uh, basically their bark is smaller than their bite. And what I mean is that they talk themselves up, they talk themselves up, they talk about how they have this, they have that, how much they take care of you and all mm -hmm. this to pull you in and blah, blah, blah. But that's nothing compared to if you piss them off or they lose control, their bite is much bigger. They, they, they oh, are yeah. just nasty, foul, ignorant. Um, they don't care what they do to you. Oh, yeah. Um, if you can get away from them, you're lucky. Mm -hmm. That's the only type of, to me, any type of smarts they may have is that they, they know how to throw a punch. I think also, too, they... Um... I think if they are intelligent, I think it gets lost in the selfishness. Yes. Because it's, it's you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of them are very intelligent, but the problem is, is that, you know, when you, ha when you're viewing the world with one lens mm -hmm. and everything has to be filtered through just you. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're not considering all the different angles. Right. Right. Because that's what most people do. Right. Right. They, they're thinking of other people. They're thinking of all these other things. Right. Where a narcissist is just thinking about how is this going to affect me? What are what are my wants? What are my needs? And they're not they're disregarding everything else that's going on around them. It's very hard to. Put your intelligent plans and your intelligent processes to work. Right. Because you're, that's all you're seeing is, 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 this, is this is me. This is how I am viewing the situation. Right. And, that, and I think that's why he misses the obvious things that are going on. Yeah. It's because he's not very bright on the subject of looking at it from different perspectives. From different angles. From different mm -hmm. levels. You know, he's only looking at, well she's mine and I want her to be only mine and and without her I can't do this or do that because I need this or that from her it's agreed it's it, it's not it, it's agreed it's not a need it's mm -hmm. a want it's not a desire see it, you it, and that's another thing if we were to take um, a piece of paper and put Tamlin's name on one side mm -hmm. and Reese's name on the other and we throw out the word want. It's going to go underneath Tamlin. 
if we throw out the word desire, it's going to go underneath Reese. If we throw out the word love, it's going to go underneath Reese. Mm-hmm. If we throw out the word, um, uh, what are some of the words he used to use? Um, forbid. Mm-hmm. It's going to go underneath Tamlin. Because he uses words of command. He uses words that define what it is that only he wants. Right, right. Whereas Reese uses words that come from love, respect, admiration. You know, yes, he says you're mine and she says I'm mine. But that's accepting each other completely Mm -hmm. of what they are to each other because they're home to each other Mm -hmm. but they you know and plus they play around with each other but everything is about there's a love there there's a compassion there's all these beautiful things that make up this beautiful aura around both Mm -hmm. of them but if you take that and put a bunch of other words that Thera used to use with Tamlin and Tamlin used with her, you start seeing where, you know, where she would ask, can you please take me with you? No, you stay here. You you know, those, when someone barks commands at you, they don't want you with them. They want to control you. They want you to sit still and be pretty. And Mm -hmm. I'm not a sit still, be pretty kind of girl. Right. And and neither is she, you know. She came from a family, a human family, that she was the youngest that went and did the hunting went and did it took the skins and sold the skins just to make extra money to be able to buy shoes when they needed them to buy a cloak if they needed a coat or whatever to cover up with um she probably wouldn't surprise me if she didn't chop the wood to keep the fire going and if she was lucky her sisters may have cooked food or she and her sisters cooked the food. But that's stuff she grew up doing. So she didn't take command. She took charge. Because she had to. Right. She had to. She took charge. Well, that just spells out, to me, she's very independent. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want someone who wants to control her. She wants no. someone who would honor her. No. So, and like you said, you know, the two lists and stuff, Feyre in the beginning, in the very, in book one, doesn't have an identity. No. Because the only identity that she knows is what you just said. Right. Right. She is surviving. Right. She has no, she didn't have, never had the luxury of being able to just you know, live your life and discover who you are as a person. Right. And so when she does meet Tamlin, she is an unreliable narrator in a sense. Right. Because she's projecting... Um, well, I should go back and say it's the first time that she doesn't have to survive. 
Right. Once she finally gets comfortable there. Right. She doesn't have to worry about food. Where right. what am I going to eat? Where am I going to live? Right. You know, any of that stuff. Right. And, um, and so she's able to now start trying to figure out who she is. But the problem is, is that she's projecting what she wants to see onto Tamlin. Mm-hmm. And because in the be- and because he is not able to show who he really is, mm-hmm. um, at the fear of losing what it is that he is determined to get, right. he is he brought her there for a specific purpose, right? And everything that he does is to make sure that that purpose is fulfilled right so again he's and i mean obviously he has an identity you know but he's not able to be himself he's not able to show his identity during that time right um because he's trying to break the curse and so he's going to do things and say things that would not necessarily and, and we've talked about this with narcissists too right narcissists will be really into somebody in the beginning and they'll be really great and they'll be really focused on you and they're going to want to know all this stuff about you and but they don't really focus a lot on themselves in the beginning it's all you 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 right but then once they have you they're getting the ammunition to use against you um yeah so then eventually once you know they they have all the information that they need that they know that you're in then the real person comes out and that's kind of what happens here as well and also she's projecting Mm -hmm. right she doesn't know who she is. Right. So she, she's easily manipulated. Right. Because Tamlin wants her to be, you know, somebody who fits in with the spring court. He doesn't want her to be a human. Right. You know, that's, he's just stuck with that situation. Um, and he wants her to wear dresses and all of these things. And, you know, you can tell that she's not really for it, but then over time, she starts to kind of change herself to fit into the role because, again, she doesn't know who she is. Right. And she's projecting and she eventually, you know, gets overcome with, you know, his emotions and feelings and all that right. stuff. Right. And that's pretty much what happens in the first book. I mean, that's what you're seeing. Yeah. And that's where you get the fairy tale from is that you, you the fairy tale is you see this guy... Okay, you see this girl, she has nothing. She kills a wolf. The guy that comes looks for her instead of killing her, which is like supposedly the thing that they're supposed to do. He takes pity on her because of what they have and takes her back to his house in his world and ravish her with clothes and food that she can eat all she wants she can wear what she wants and she can go anywhere she wants in the garden as long as she didn't go too far away from the house because he didn't want her to get killed and that's what he told her um you take someone that has nothing and you give them that it's a little overwhelming um, people that are completely not independent would eat that crap up because it, she is independent and she still didn't know who she was. It took her a while to get used to, why do I have to wear these clothes? Why do I have to, why can't I just be me? It took a book till book two, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, well, it took until she died and yeah, came, came back. back to life to realize that, yeah, she didn't want to be there and. You know, but even then, she was still wanting to be there. She was tr- she, she was justifying, enough. she was justifying. Yeah, I mean, eventually it got until out of a wedding day. 
wedding day is when she couldn't handle it anymore. Well, it was the blood. The, well, the color. The red. Co- yeah. She had a panic attack. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't want a bunch of red in my wedding either. No, no, no. I mean... But yeah, I mean, but even still, like, in the beginning of book two, she's suffering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And But she's still justifying his behavior. It's not until, like, later when it, when she starts going to the night court and she starts getting a break mm-hmm. that she starts to kind of see, okay, like, all right, maybe this isn't really the way my life is supposed to be, right? Because, I mean, what we're, we're looking at it from our perspective of... You know, we know who we are. We have an identity. And, right. you know, we know what the world is like. Right. But for somebody who's spent their entire life surviving and then they get everything that they, you know, complete comfort and everything. Hand it to them. They don't, they don't, they don't know what, I mean, she doesn't even know what the real world is like. I right. mean, in her life, you know. Right. Um, she doesn't know anything about the spring court. No. At all. Not really, no. The entire, pretty much the entire time she's there, everybody's glamoured. Right. She doesn't know what they really. She doesn't look know like. what if there's cities. She doesn't know anything. Right. Like, so it's like she doesn't know what if they're all from the Spring Court area. You know, she doesn't know. Um, like, do they have siblings? She she doesn't. She can't even engage conversation with them. And and when you go back and read it too, she doesn't know anything about Tamlin. Not because really, again, no. Tamlin doesn't tell her tell her anything no. about himself. No, really. Not really, if any time he talks about himself, it's, it's very very vague. Right. I think he, the only information you really get is like when he talks about his parents. That's about the most information I think you ever get at all yeah. about him. Um, he just does not. He doesn't tell her really any information about himself. So it's like she doesn't know. And when she when you get to book two. When she starts going to the night court, she starts to see that, that, okay, maybe that's just what's happening here. This is not really what life is really like all the time. Right. Um, and I think that's where she starts to, you yeah. know, she starts to not tolerate a lot of the stuff that's happening as much. Right. And then bringing it up till now, mm-hmm. you know, she goes back to that court. And she starts showing people what it is that she had to deal with with the first time there, uh, now the second time there, getting them to open up their eyes, getting them to realize that their high lord is not who they feel that he is. He's not, like I said, he does not have their best interest at hand because um, he's too damn greedy. He wants what he wants. He doesn't like to lose and that's another thing about narcissists. They hate losing. They hate losing games. They hate losing a lot of things. Um, they don't take responsibility for no, anything. No, and they do not take responsibility for it. They will blame it all on somebody else before they take the blame, before they accept the blame. And that's sad. So moving on past that, she uh, decides to leave well, we hold on before we okay. So the 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 night when she has the nightmare and she goes in to see Lucian. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so she has this nightmare. Right. And it's and bad. It's bad, but it's not. She obviously it's not. It's not bad enough that she needs to uh, pawn all over right. Lucian. She to... knew that. T- Right, the trust between Lucian and 
Right. But it, her thing was, is I I figured it would take him this long to come to my room, so that's why she so did. So all during the festivities for the summer, the summer solstice, mm-hmm. she flirts with Tamlin. Mm-hmm. So she knows he's gonna try because they have not been they have not slept with each other this entire time. Right. 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 So she so she she's pretty sure that he's gonna come up to the room. So yep. so when she has the nightmare and she's her room is across from Lucian's room. Yeah. She runs in there and it's like all over him because she's sad. Yeah, and... <laughs> she's hugging him and, you know, buried her face into his chest because, oh, it's so scary type thing. Oh, just protect me. And she puts like a bubble around him yeah. so that he can't hear when Tamlin's like down the hall or coming in and... Yeah. Um, it, It's just really weird. But she, she did that because... In the first book, he was je- he was already jealous of Lucian. Yeah, so she was just playing that up. Yeah, and and, and it's sad because her and Lucian kind of had a friendship, and you know Lucian picked on her, mm-hmm. and and friends will they'll pick on each other, mm-hmm. you know, and. Um, Boy, man, when he saw that, what are you two doing? <laughs> he was not happy. <laughs> and, and, and they're both like, Lucian and her like, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing's happening. Yeah, no, it was nothing. I just had a bad nightmare. And, and I came in here and he comforted me. That's it. But again, Tamlin is so like, he doesn't, it's that whole selfishness thing. Yes. It's like, sit and think about this for a second. Yeah. Lucian has a mate. Everybody knows this. So the chances of there being anything going on between the two of them is is very, very, very slim. Yeah, but he doesn't get that. He doesn't get that. <laughs> because he is a narcissistic pig, a boar with horns, who only sees as someone is trying to get at something like that, that belongs to his, <laughs> yeah. him. And he doesn't like it. And I and I think and he doesn't listen to reason. Right. And I think he's jealous, like deep down, because I think he realizes that Lucian has a, a connection with her, and he doesn't. Right. And that's the truth. It is the truth. Even in book but, one, but like they they have more of a genuine connection than Tamlin. Who's Talon's fault. Of course it is. So take his little tears. But again, it's like he's a narcissist, so he's not going to be able to connect with people. No. It's impossible. Most narcissists can't connect. You can't connect with somebody genuinely if you're a narcissist. No. Because you have to have, you have to be able to think of somebody else sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? You can't, you know. Yeah. And then people who have empathy, like me get involved with a narcissist like that, it takes us a long time to heal. Right. And so, and in a sense, you know, she does care about people. She had to take a long time to heal, hence the reason why she was so gone for so long from them. And then she realized she didn't want to go back Mm -hmm. because she was better off without him, without being around him. She could breathe. She could be herself. She was loved for who she was. She was respected. She had a good group of people around her that liked her for who she was. Right. And that's what humans, or anyone for that matter, wherever you hail from, you could be from outer space for all I care, but 
us as beings need that type of unconditional love. We need that type of respect. We need that type of communication. We need that type of a bond, a, whether it's a friendship bond, a love bond, a parent bond. We need that bond that we need to know that if we're having a bad day, we got somebody that would pick us up, make us laugh. Mm -hmm. If um, we don't feel good, they're there. If they are going through a bad day, if they need us there or something takes place, they need to know that we're there for them as well. That we'll stop what we're doing or we'll send a funny message or a crazy picture or something, you know, mm -hmm. or an image or whatever, you know, depending on however you communicate. That, that's what it is to care. But narcissists don't know how to care. They don't... They don't know how... They, they can't see the other person. No. Everything goes through the lens of themselves. Right. So And they don't see that. They don't understand what they're doing. It's just, it's just naturally the, what happens. Like, they, right. they can't see a perspective other than their own perspective. And don't, and don't get me wrong. Right. There's different levels of oh, narcissists. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, you have mild narcissists. I don't and, think Tamlin is a malignant narcissist. I no. think he's like a mid-range narcissist. Right. So, obviously, he does show some... Remorse. Remorse and... You know, he's not, like, intentionally, like, doing horrible things to her. Like, malignant narcissists would be like, I'm going to torture you because I feel like it kind of people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. they're, like, he's abusive, but he's abusive in an accidental sort of way. Right. Um, where malignant narcissists are like, they're, they're going to abuse you because they want to abuse you. That's, right. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You got too close to me. Boom! Slam me against the wall. Oh, did that hurt? Here, let me let me help you up. And they pick you up and they slam you against the wall again. Yeah. You know, that's just because that's who they are. So. Anyway. Anyway, so we should probably move on, huh? Yeah, so she decides to uh, head out. We should talk about the twins since we're going to talk about that, too. Well, isn't this... Is this when... They're heading out, and they had followed her? Yeah, so, okay, so the twins, let's talk about the twins first. first. Right. Oh, well. So the twins, right, so you've got Branna, and you have Dagdon. Um, so one's a woman, and one's a man, and they are the niece and nephew of the King of Highburn, and they were sent there because the Spring Court is now working with Highburn. So, oh, and Jurian, right? Jurian was also sent there. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. And they are there to look at the holes on the wall because they're going to remove the wall with the cauldron. Mm -hmm. So they need to like see where the holes are and make a decision about how they're going to use the hole to get rid of the wall. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're, the two twins are Damati, which mm -hmm. means they have mental powers. Mm -hmm. You're just looking at me like, mm -hmm. well, I didn't like them and I'm no. glad they're gone. Yeah. But while Favor was doing her little planning, uh, they don't trust her at all, right? Right. Um, they, they're pretty sure that she's probably still working with the Night Court. Mm -hmm. um, and they've been putting stuff in everybody's food, not just Feyre's, everybody's, everybody's food. food. Um, they, put, they were putting Feybane in. So they first put it in Ianthe's food, kind of, I guess, as a test. 
Um, but then they started putting it in everybody's food. Right. And um, basically, over, they just put a little bit in there over time so that nobody would realize that their magic was slowly disappearing. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, not just disappearing, just going to sleep. Yeah, going to sleep. So. Um, but when she is ready to leave... <laughs> uh, so she's ready to leave, but and Alice comes to her and has an extra nap, a backpack uh, made up for her, extra food, extra blanket, um, whatever she needed, because she knew she had a long journey ahead mm-hmm. of her, and um, she takes off to leave, and. Um, she gets to a point, and which one meets her first? Well, they're so, all out looking at the hole, right? And they're, like, camping. Right. And she's by herself, and Tamlin and Jurian are off hunting, I believe. Right. And um, so she's like, this is perfect opportunity. So she is leaving, and on the way, she hears Lucian and Ianthe. Okay. And she goes to save Lucian from Ianthe. Right, so Ianthe has, is using uh, something to tie Lucian's hands. Right. And they're the same things that Hyvern was using to when Reese was caught. Right. It, like, nullifies your magic, so right. you can't use any magic. Right. Um. And basically, she's she's gonna rape him essentially, and right. obviously nothing ha- doesn't get that far, right? Because she steps in, but basically that's what's gonna happen there. Our our high lady is like, <laughs> I don't think so, bitch, in a sense, <laughs> and works her way into her mind to have her smash her hand with a rock and then tell people that she fell. <laughs> yeah. And that she's not going to do this again. Like, right. she basically she, says she'll never touch she, anyone against their will. Right. And, anytime she ever thinks about it, she's going to look down at <laughs> her hand and remember all the pain and everything. But she won't know why. Mm-hmm. And that she just won't. She won't. She will not go through with it. And and she told her to drop to her knees when she was done. She goes, that's enough. Drop to your knees. And, you know, and she did. But and she's you know, whimpering and everything. She goes, go see da 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 to fix it. But, you know, your your hand's pretty bad. As she turns to get ready to leave. That's when the twins takes, show up. And was going to take Lucian with her. Or, no, I, not, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. The twins showed up. Yeah. And, uh it's... They know she was going to leave. Yeah. They're there to basically tell her that She's not going to be leaving because she's going to be losing her magic soon. Right. Uh, because they gave her the apple. Yeah. And they dosed everybody, I guess, extra yep. that day. So, um, and then she realizes that she's not going to have magic for very much longer, so she decides to attack them. Yep. And boy, does she go off. <laughs> and they're really, I mean, she, she, she doesn't have a lot of experience out. compared no. to them, but what she does is while she's attacking him... Yeah, she goes in and out of darkness. Right. Yeah. She realizes that because they're twins, you know, they have a special connection. Right. And she's just fighting him, so she decides to attack her, her. while she's fighting him because he's not going to expect it and she's not going to expect it. Right. And she uses her magic instead of, like, a weapon or her mind, right? right. So that's when she, like, uses her fire and, right. you know, gets her. Right. And um, Lucian comes in and stabs him. Yeah. 
And then she st- comes in and saves Lucian at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And they're dead. And then she turns around and looks at, at Anthony and she goes, and you, you tell them, was it, you tell them I killed them? Mm-hmm. In defense, self-defense. In self-defense. Yeah. And not to come looking for me or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I guess that's when, uh, they made an agreement to go together, Lucian and her. Well, yeah, because then he confronts her because he right. hasn't really been saying much right, at that point, right. and then he realizes that she, you know, she's leaving. Yeah, and then he wants to go because he wants, he wants to see to Elaine. See yeah, yeah. And oh my God! And from there, you think that they're gonna be a okay, but no, because they have no magic, so they right. can't wither. And they have to take a door, and the door that they have to take, the closest thing that they get to is... Well, there's two... Well, technically there's three three doors doors. from the spring court, where the spring court is. Right. There's a door that goes to the the summer court, because the summer court borders the uh, spring court. Right. There's another door that goes to the autumn court. Right. And then there's another door that goes under the mountain. There's a tunnel that goes under the mountain. Right. Um... And she doesn't want to go to Summer Court because of the blood rubies. Right. So she's like, if anyone sees her, she's going to be killed immediately on sight. No questions. Right. So, and Lucian doesn't want to go onto the mountain. And he says, because after Amarantha and all that, they destroyed a lot of the tunnels. So if they go in there, they might get stuck. Right. Or something. Um, so the, that leaves the Autumn Court, even though that's extremely dangerous to go to, he because the Autumn Court is the most he's, dangerous. He's like, why can't we just walk this way? And she goes, I don't want to go all the way to the west, because then it's really out of the way. Right. Because, because you're going he, the wrong direction. Right. And he's like, I don't want to go through the Autumn Court. You don't know if they catch us, they're going to attain us, and we're going to have to stay there. Yeah. And so they get all the way through. They get past the court. They get almost outside of the area and and they get in this little cave to spend the night and have a little fire thinking that they made it past everybody undetected. Mm-hmm. And they get woken up by his brothers. Right. The oldest three. So. Little fuckers. <laughs> yep. And, uh, they, uh. They're going to take him with somewhere, probably back to their house. Yeah. Well, they wanted to take him back home. They said, the father yeah. wants to see you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when Feyre realizes that she has a little bit of fire. Like, yeah. maybe because she's in the autumn court. Autumn court area. Not yeah. a lot. Just Not a, a lot. little bit. Yeah. Um, and so she is able to get out of Eris's hold. Because he lost his balance yeah. and then she was able to use her legs to knock him completely uh-huh. out of it. And then this, she starts using the fire power. But Lucian also has the fire, his fire power too back. Well, he figured... And he's probably thinking, well, she's got hers, I got mine. Right. Because they ate the same foods, they ate around the same time. And so, you know, he goes, I got you. And so she's doing her thing. He's doing his thing. And they're running. And they start to crumble uh, the front of the cave-in so they could get away. Right. So mm-hmm. they take off running. And they're running for the winter court. Right. And Or for the winter court area. They don't want to go to the winter court, but they want to get into that area thinking that, that they, they, they won't be stupid enough to cross, cross to someone else's territory. Right, and they were stupid enough to cross yes. someone else's territory. But, so. So, yes. As they 
Well, before we get to the action. Well, I, is that what you're going to jump into is the action? Well, I was going to say, you know, they have to. They're climbing up. They're doing what they can to get up to this. They're like, you know, he's like, we should stay here. We sh she goes, no, we need to keep going. We need to get far away. We need to get further in. And she was right with that aspect. Um, they were afraid that they, she was going to lose the fire in her because it only activated because they were inside there to keep them warm enough. And she does lose it because they, yeah, they weren't yeah, able to like yeah, start a fire or anything. Right. And, um, they, uh, they found, didn't they find another cave that they, they stayed did. in? Yeah. And the, like their teeth were chattering and everything. Mm -hmm. They got through the night a little bit and it was like when they were getting up and moving the next day and they realized that they were crossing like a lake. Yeah. Frozen lake. A frozen lake. And, um, they were making good timing getting across, you know, they were trying to hurry up, um, just to get out of, you know, get further in and get a, to move past that area to get closer to home. Mm -hmm. Or at least hoping that her powers would engage so that she could wither them home. And um, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes his brothers again. Like, how the fuck did they even manage to get inside a territory that wasn't theirs undetected? They had their powers. Oh, yeah. And the oldest boys sitting there melting the freaking lake on them. And Lucian's like, run, run! And, you know, they're running, and he's trying to keep her up, and because she kept, like, you know, losing her balance and everything. It's kind of hard to run on ice. It's even harder when the ice below you is disappearing because it's getting weakened by fire. Yeah. And then she realizes that, you know, she starts feeling that tingling sensation that she got or whatnot and with the fire that... Oh, we were further enough in. I should be able to. She started putting ice down mm -hmm. as she was going. But, oh, it, it just got to be really bad because... Well, Eros winnows in front of her. In front of her, yeah, And attacks her. And he, and he actually gets a hold of her. And he winnows in front of her with one of the brothers mm -hmm. that has an arrow pointed right at, at her neck. Right. And she moves to get away from it, but she's cut on her side of her face and her ear. And she has she got an arrow and, in and her then, arm. And then when he she went to go roll away from the next arrow that came from behind her, she, it got in her right arm. And um, it's like really you people are ignorant. Well, then Eris got got a hold of her by her the hair on her head. And it was not pretty, and he was dragging her across the ice, and the other two had Lucian pinned down. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, <gasps> my favorites landed with the thunderous of thunder. <laughs> and I've never, I was never so happy to hear two winged it heroes land and. It was so funny in the Ready car. You were so like... I was like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I thought one was Reese, but I was okay with yeah, that. When they yeah. said it was Cassie, and I said, oh, they're about to get an ass whipping. 
he goes, let my lady go. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, ass whipping. Coming at you. <laughs> I was all excited. Oh, who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who? So, yes. Yeah. Anyway, so, so, yeah. So, uh, two, those two boys, and she's like, and you can see her. She's like trying not to cry. Yeah. But she's very emotional because here she sees Cassiang, or you know, a good friend, a family member. His wings, his beautiful wings. He's okay. They're okay. And then she notices the other one, Azriel. Azriel, which is really funny because that's that goofy ass, the Smurfs, wicked warlocks. Azriel is the cat's name. <laughs> and um and it's like he's alive. He's alive, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like beating the snot out of all of them. And then she commands them to stop. Right. And they do. They do, yeah. They listen. And he's like because my lady asked me to stop, you get to live today or something like that. <laughs> or she says that she because says that. She... I'm letting you live today because it wasn't their territory. They weren't going to kill them there. She didn't want them to be killed at that moment. Well, it's the same they reason why get... she didn't kill Tamlin, right? Right. They're, they're royalty from the Autumn Court. Right. And she knows that they need... They need allies in this war right. if they're going to be able to fight Highburn. And right. if she starts killing high lords and their families, you're you can might as well just say goodbye to that. Right. You know? And you know, and I, I don't know if he said it or she said it or Reese said it later on, but but I think it was one of them well, is either her or, or Cassian is like I'm only letting you go. She says that. And it's it's because, you know, even though you just hurt her, mm-hmm. even though you put a knife to her neck. Yeah. Even though, and she's a royal in a sense too. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a high lady. Well, there's they no didn't such know that thing yet until she announces a, it at that moment. Right, and there's like there's no such thing as a high lady, and I think that's when Cassie. No, she's like it is. There is now. now. That's what she says. Yeah, she's she said so. And sassy. then Lucian is so like scandalized. <laughs> he's like he's like what? <laughs> and it's like. You know, if she had her magic, she wouldn't have needed oh, no. anyone. No, you're right. Because she would have dealt with you her own way. Mm-hmm. She might have tied you up in a nice little pretty package and dropped you off on your father's <laughs> step. But, you know, it's never her intention to go out of her way to kill anyone. All she wanted to do was get home. Right. And then they go to where uh, Moore is, mm-hmm. and they land there, and, you know, she goes to Moore and gets a hug and everything, and she goes, well, someone had to stay here just in case they got alerted that someone was on the property, they'd come and see me, come at me first, and not at you guys, get them, you know, out safely, and then Moore 
withers them all home. And she also explains why Reese isn't there, right? Right. He's some well, we don't know where he is, but we know that she he's would not close. Tell him, but she said he wasn't close enough to come himself. But she didn't tell him where he was. She is not happy where he was either. <laughs> when you when she finds out later. Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah. So. And then they go to the townhouse. They go to the townhouse. And Lucian sees the townhouse. Luce, and here's the kids outside. He goes, there's kids outside laughing. You know, he's really like, wow. He, he, you know, because they don't have that in spring court. They don't have that anywhere. He, yeah. Well, and also he has, pic- he has a picture of what the night court is like, right? Because the night court is very secretive and they've, right. been, they've been hiding Valaris this whole time. Yeah. And they're supposed to be evil, right? Right. So. And it's like... This is not what he expected, you know? And, um, so here you have more, uh, Cassian, Azrael, Lucian, and... And Amran. And Amran, there. (laughs) He bows. Um, Remember when, and, and she introduces Lucian? And Lucian knows who she is. Yeah, and Lucian goes, huh? It immediately shows her a lot of respect. Yeah, because... it's funny. Could, yeah. She's like, I, I see you've trained him well, or he's been... Tra- or something, you've, you've trained, trained him well, or something. Yeah, I don't want her biting me. <laughs> what is she, a vampire? And, they're, they're, and the rest of them are all kind of like... Yeah. <laughs> like really? Like, uh. boosting her ego? Or yeah. And, um, you know, and they're, they're talking and everything, and she's facing Lucian and talking to him, and... You know, she's kind of got, like, she knows Cass is behind her and Ezreal's over here. And then the girls are kind of, like, here and Lucian's kind of, like, here. And then all of a sudden she hears this voice coming from behind. And that's all she wrote, man. Yeah. Um, oh, that's, Lucian asks, that she, she's, he says she, that she's the high lady of the night court. And then that's when Reese comes in He's and he says, like... Yes, she is, or something like that. Yeah, or something like yeah, something like that. Yeah, and um, oh, these are cool. <laughs> and it's just she couldn't even run to him; she just collapsed, and mm-hmm. you know, because her home just came home to her. Mm-hmm. And you know, she's what time frame? I think what is it, a couple of months that she's been gone. Yeah. That, you know, that's a lot. And not being with him, not being around him, not... Not really being able to communicate. Communicate with him these past several days. And the communication had been kind of wonky and sound like it was far away. And, and come to find out, it was that being poisoned with the... Fabing. Fabing, you know... So it's like, oh, now. And then he's like, okay, well, everybody needs to leave. What's really <laughs> funny about that, though, is the parallel. Uh-huh. So remember in book two, uh huh, when um, the first time she comes back from the night court uh-huh. and she's been gone. Do you remember from book two? Mm-hmm. And she comes back. And what's the first thing Tamlin wants to do? He wants to, uh, <laughs> he wants to fucking know everything that she's done. He wants to grill he, her about, about what happened, happened in the, the night, night court. or in the yeah. night court, right? Yeah. Well, the exact same thing happens when she gets back, right? So when she gets back, she even asks him, there, there's a line in it where she's like, do you want to talk about what happened in the spring court? 
she actually says that. She asks him. And he basically is like, he's like, no, like, he, you know, I have better things well, to do. Well, it's not what he wanted at that time. What he wanted was to be with her. Right, right. But it's just, it's, it, there, you've got, yeah. you have that parallel well, that, there. That right it's... there says that's love saying I could care less right now. What I care about is how are you doing? Right. I care about holding you. I care about letting you know you're now home safe with me. Mm-hmm. That your home is in between my arms, you know, and I'm holding you tightly. That's what he cares about. He, it's, it's him reassuring her that she's safe and she's supported and she's home. And they can talk about that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They can talk about that in a couple of days. He trusts her not to forget anything because he knows what she's good at. His main priority is as long as she's okay. Mm-hmm. And then when they he tells them to leave, <laughs> that I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> you tell them all to leave, but where the fuck is Lucy going? That's what I was thinking. He can't fly. He can't with her. Well, more takes like, him somewhere, right? You know, but... so it's like, oh. Hey, he, he just didn't care. He was no. like, everybody leave. Well, everybody leave because I'm going to fuck my wife. Basically, that's what he wanted to do. You know? So, and he does. Oh, <laughs> my God. So, yes. Again, I, we're on our way to go eat dinner when this part comes about. And I, I'm like sitting there. Are, are we coming home at that time when that happens? We were going to Canes. We were going what was, to what's Canes. What's hilarious though is that literally the entire drive to Canes was this entire scene. So I'm sitting there and, I, and she's driving and she's looking straight. She's not looking. This time though, I was trying not to like. I had this big ass yes. smile on my oh, face. Oh, I could see. I was grin. trying to keep it in because I was thinking of you. And I'm sitting over there in the seat. And I'm going, uh huh. Mm. <laughs> Okay, uh-huh. Yeah, and I'm looking out the window, and I'm looking up, and seeing if I can see any stars. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, and I'm I'm grabbing a hold of my arm, and I'm rubbing my arm. I'm like, is this going to end anytime soon? I'm thinking to myself. And Their scenes are always so long. They're so because, long because it's and so, so like, graphic. It's so, well, it's because I think it's because they're, they're like very seductive, you know, like it doesn't go happen right away. It's like this prolonged you're thing. You're mine. You're mine too. <laughs> well, because you have the whole bath thing that happened. Right. Like he oh, and just... then he snaps his finger and she's clean and then she's like, okay, well, I'm going to take a bath anyway. And then she like undresses slowly and then yes. he watches her while she's taking a bath. So it's like this whole long thing. It's just it's like... all ploy oh and then after she gets out he doesn't just immediately you know it's like this you know whole (laughs) seductive thing that happens and oh yeah (laughs) and then that your mind no uh, your mind well she's she's getting tired she's getting tired of him just playing around yeah like your mind and and then he goes kind of whispers in her ear with your mind too and then they get it on and then and that's the part i'm going okay i'm thinking to myself and i'm just looking out the window and i'm going um i'm thinking to myself any day now and then when it ends and i'm looking and i'll look over at jen and she's like she's okay she's got a nice car and so like she already sits up Mm -hmm. in the car because of the way the seats are. She's literally sitting away from the seat. <laughs> sitting up more. And you can see her. And she's like. I'm trying not to laugh. I'm so trying to laugh. She's just grinning. It is an evil grin. 
And I'm looking at her and I'm going, oh, God. <laughs> and I'm like putting my hand over my face. And I'm going, oh, Jesus. And she's like, and she, and you look, she looks like she wants to look over in my direction. And she's like, nope, just keep standing. At least he didn't put his fingers in his mouth. Because I would have looked at you then. Like uh, we did the one time. Oh where we both God. looked at each other and, and smiled. God, that was hilarious. It's <laughs> like, why couldn't a guy do that for me? <laughs> but anyway, but it's like, yeah, you know, uh-huh, yes. Just... Get it on, and that's what. It, let's get it on. They they definitely were playing some good music in that in my head, you know. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! I don't know how we're gonna get through book five, man. Book five. Book five. We're is... not even done with three. We just started three. What are you ta- don't, don't, don't that scare is me? The naughtiest book ever. <laughs> don't scare me. Brian is like. Don't scare me. Because Bri- Brian... It's bigger. This is the biggest book. Brian has listened to sections of book three, and he's like, well, can't we just listen to the rest of the series? And I was like, no, we are not listening to book five together because I won't be able to handle it. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> That's when you play book five, when he's wrapped like a burrito asleep at night, and put earbuds in his ear and listen to it. <laughs> book five, man. I, I was, like, scandalized so bad. <laughs> Anyway, back to what we were talking about. <laughs> so, yeah, needless to say, we go in to eat. We come back out and we start the journey back home. I stopped at Walmart, got back in to come back home, and they still weren't done yet. And no, they were done. Well, they were kind of done. I mean, hell, by the time we got to King's, they, oh, I wanted you, to you smoke. Know what? <laughs> I was like, we just stand out here and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, so, okay, so they, ah, no, they went up to the House of Wind. Yes, because she back. wants to go see her sisters. Right. Because she hasn't seen them since right. they turned. No. And she asked Lucian if he wants to go. Right. And he's, you know, uh, of course he, he wants to go because he, he, that's his mate up there. And, uh, sadless, sad, saddest thing is, is that she gets there. She goes in and sees Nesta when she looks at Nessa. Wait. Reese and Cassian take them both up. Right. To the House of Wind. Right. And that's when Lucian sees the whole, all of Alaris because they're up top, right, 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 right. And that's when she tells him everything that's happened, well, the truth. Yes, they did. They told him the truth. And then she had Reese tell him his truth as much as the truth that he could say. And she's going to go in and see her sisters, but she doesn't want Lucian to come. Right. Right yet. Right. So she has him wait. Uh-huh. And, um... That's when they go in to see Nesta. Nesta's in the library. In the House of Wind. Uh-huh. Reading a book. And she looks very relaxed. Until they come in. And she jumps up, snaps up, and she's... She's very angry. She is very angry. She's not very happy. She doesn't like the fact of what happened to her. She doesn't like the fact that, unbeknownst to anyone else, that her little sister, you know, or the middle sister is withering away to nothing... Not eating. Mm-hmm. You know, she's supposed to get married in a week and it's not going to happen. Because the father of her 
fiance hates Faye and he wants to kill Faye. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> because Elaine is Faye. Right. Faye, she goes in to see Elaine. And Elaine looks like death warmed over. She's, she's definitely suffering from depression. Yes. Um, she's just staring out of a window. Yes. And she just wants to go home. She says that a couple of times. Yep. She wants to go home. She still has the ring on her finger. Mm-hmm. And, um... He, she didn't want... She didn't want to have Lucian come and see her. She didn't want to mention Lucian to her. Mm-hmm. Because of the way she looks. And she's already fragile. She didn't want to inflict any more on either one of them. Mm-hmm. She was being considerate of both of them. And then when she turned around, Lucian was standing in the doorway. Yeah. So. So. And he apparently heard everything that she had said about her fiancé and... Yeah. All that. So. I, I, I am, like, really sad... About this. I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for her. I even feel sorry for Nessa. For Nesta. Because she didn't ask for that. But that when Nesta got up to go towards her sister. Reese had put a shield up. Because Nesta may not know how to use her magic. But Nesta does have magic. Supposedly. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. And, um, that would kind of freak me out, too. So, I mean, I wouldn't know what the hell to do. Mm-hmm. Either, you know. My whole life changed. Somebody ripped me from my home, took me, and then they threw me in the cauldron, and then out I came looking like this, and I don't know nothing about this type of lifestyle, you know. Now she knows what it is for her sister to be in that situation, but she's she's in a lot of pain. She carries a lot of pain. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but you know damn well he that Cassian loves her. She loves Cassian. She just won't admit it. <laughs> so, but it's the truth. And they give Lucian a room. Yep. And they basically say that he's not allowed to talk to the sisters. Yep. Um, he's not allowed to go into the library. But he is allowed to leave the house. Yes. And he's not allowed to take his sisters with him either. No. And when they, go, but when, they, when they go, when they when they go out when they go to Amron's apartment. Yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> they bring that up. They're actually <clears throat> placing kind of like bets. They're almost like, how, you know, how long is it going to take for him to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Amron's yeah. so happy that everybody's at her apartment and she's in a really great mood. Yeah. <laughs> she really is so much to the point that she's she cranky. Uh, is a very much of a cranky butt. And she's like, why are you all here? <laughs> <laughs> and then the book starts talking to Freya. Mm-hmm. And, uh... One of them just tells them, like, shh, or something like that, and it just shuts up. Shut up! 
So yeah, it's but, weird. Yeah. But so and then that that last chapter that we read is basically them in her apartment talking about the cauldron and their plans. Um, what and, are they going to do? And then yeah. they're going to send invitations out to all the high lords to have a meeting. Have a meeting because they weeks. need to figure out if we're all, who's going to you know side right with who's them. Who's going to fight with them? Right. So I'm kind of interested if they're going to send out letters to everyone. Mm-hmm. What's the summer court going to do to them? <laughs> Don't they still have bloodstones out on three of them? <laughs> Summer court? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you'll find out what happens there. You're going to invite people that want to kill you to your court. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Tarquin, you know, was a nice guy. He's just pissed that they stole from him. Mm, yeah. Anyway. So, uh... Anything else? I, well, that's where we ended up. We ended up on, uh... We're going to start Chapter 17 next time. Next time. I guess we're done. Oh, really? Are we now? Unless you have something to say or do. I All I got to say is that uh, <clears throat> this uh, book series has got my eyes open a little bit further when it comes to uh, real romance. In a sense. <laughs> the romance I ain't got. That's <laughs> oh. <laughs> making me a little jelly. <laughs> oh. Where is my Reese? <laughs> oh. I want a Reese. I want a Reese's peanut butter cup too. Yeah, I know chocolate. <laughs> I love and my peanut chocolate. butter. Yes, but yeah. Anyway, I can't. I, I, you know what's coming. I, I just hope seventeen starts off better than what sixteen ended. You know the sadness of knowing that the sisters are, mm. you know. One's not doing so good. The other one's kind of pissed off at the whole group of people. Yeah, so... Alright, until next time, enjoy your everyday life. <laughs> give thanks, give gratitude, love the ones that you're with, tell them how much you love them, take care of your health, eat well, sleep well. Until next time, be safe, blessed be, love yas. And if you would like to contact us, you may do so at our email, eclecticsoulpodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram account is Eclectic Soul Podcast. Our Facebook is eclecticsoul.org. Our YouTube is Eclectic Soul. Jen? If you want to reach me, my personal website is Music and Mystery. My SoundCloud is the SoundCloud page, the soundcloud.com slash Jennifer Dash Feltman. My Facebook is at Music and Mystery. And my Instagram is at Music and Mystery. And if you would like to reach me personally, my Facebook is at Just Call Me Jinjin. My Instagram is at call me Jinjin or look for goddess. And my Twitter is at Jin Sullivan. Thank you and have a blessed day. Blessed be.